Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It is 10 a.m. and I am sitting in bed still, but it is Saturday, so it's fine. I'm allowed, Uh, even if you guys say I'm not allowed. I do want to preface this by saying I got some feedback from the last episode and people were pointing out that I was saying like and um a lot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's because it's because I talk fast and my brain like sometimes can't keep up with the way that I'm talking or the speed that I'm talking. So literally I need to like catch myself up. So I'll use a filler word to like take a pause and be like, wait, what am I actually saying right now? Like I know what I'm saying, but it just comes out of my mouth way faster than I'm comprehending it in my brain. I don't know if y'all get that, but um, see, I just did it just now. Uh, And then I did it again. All right. Please ignore that. If it really bothers y'all, let me know and I can start editing them out. But I feel like it's way more of a genuine conversation when I don't edit it. And it's more of like a, it's not such a formal thing. Which I don't want this podcast to be. I want it to be kind of like a informal, like, turn it on, you feel like you're having a conversation type. Uh, without further ado, we are going <sighs> to yawn. And then we are going to get into the main point of today's episode is really defining and explaining different words uh, that in this podcast we will be referring back to to um, further our education for making the world a better place, you know? So in order to talk about racism, all conversing parties must make sure that there's an established definition. As I have found on my TikTok, because I've posted a couple TikToks about how reverse racism is a myth, um, I have a little bit more about that. towards the end of the episode, and I know that one's going to get a little bit uh, spicy. I feel like some listeners are not going to want to agree with me on that one, but we we will get there when we get there, okay? <laughs> but I did post a TikTok stating that, and I got so much backlash of people saying, um yeah, people of color can be racist to white people because blah, 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 blah. And to me, I'm reading it after having done some research and I'm looking at it saying, that's not racism, that's prejudice. But the people that are saying that, when I asked them to define racism for me, because I was having literal conversations with them in the uh, comments, they took the Google definition of it. And I don't go off the Google definition of it because it is way deeper than the Google definition. And even uh, Merriam-Webster revised their definition of racism. I think it was last year. I don't know exactly what. We don't go. um, When you Google racism, it doesn't give you the Merriam-Webster. It gives you the Oxford languages definition. So, That's what I'm going to refer to just because when you type it in simple, I mean, that's what 
pops up. So that's what people use. And I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of using that for all other words. But racism is a much deeper uh, phenomena that needs to be researched more before we can really like call someone out, call something out as being something that's racist. Or when we figure out like, oh, that's really not racist. That's prejudice though. Um, so yeah, that's what, (laughs) but that's, I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that with like other words, but racism is a different type of, you, you really have to do a different, like a deeper dig into understanding before calling things out. So as defined by Oxford languages, when you Google racism, um, racism is prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is minority or marginalized. And this definition is a lot better than ones I have seen used in the past. Still not hitting, you know, the target. It's like, prob- it's like on the outskirts of the of the middle of the target is that is there a name for the middle of the target the red part it's it's like if okay everybody picture a target with me right now there's a target and what it has i don't know how many lines it has i <laughs> can you tell that i've never played darts okay i don't know how many lines it has but there's that big red circle in the middle not so big because the point is to get it in the red circle so it can't be that big. But I would say it's like four circles out from that. It's like getting there, but it's not. It's not there. It's not there. So um, some aspects of racism contain those words, such as prejudice and discrimination, antagonism. So in the definition of racism in general, like, yeah, that, those are also included, but that doesn't mean that this is a good definition to base a whole conversation of racism off of. So, I found an article, uh, written by a woman named Annie Renee. This will be, uh, um, what's the word? It will be linked, (laughs) linked in my description, as will all of my sources be with explanations of what sources they are, whatever. This was written by a woman named Annie Renee, and she put my thoughts like into a much more (laughs) cohesive sentence that I can do. Like I was like reading it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm trying to say, but I can't say it like that. I don't know why I can't get it out of my mouth like that. Um, This piece is titled, Using the, quote, Dictionary Definition of Racism, unquote, Defense is a sure sign that you don't understand racism. Which, again, love my girl Annie for using a, uh, she used a punchline for that, for that um, title. Just to pull people in and kind of spark a little uh, fire inside of some people who don't agree with that. Uh, she goes into a lot of detail 
in that article, which I do recommend if you don't agree or don't really fully understand or want to learn more about what I'm talking about right now, um, I recommend that article um, because it did teach me a lot too. And she said at the end, um, she said, the dictionary can include all the ways that racism manifests in individuals and society, making it a poor tool for discussing the topic. So in general, defining racism is a really hard thing to do because it's more than just a word at face value. It's a word with action behind it because it's a, it's a, it's like a, I'm looking right now, the way that my brain works is that I'm looking at my blank wall and I'm seeing the word racism and, hold on, and I'm yawning, (laughs) but I'm looking at my wall, I'm seeing the word racism and it's flat, but the real definition and the real case of racism is 3d and so when i think about like real racism i see like a 3d um word of racism when i look at a definition i see i just see the plain definition which is not bad but it's just a flat word and then when you really go into it, it's not flat. You keep pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling and there's layers and layers and layers. So that was that might have been a really weird metaphor or simile or whatever. I don't my English teacher would not be proud of that one. Um, but that's how I see it in my brain. So hopefully that helps y'all. So I guess we're just gonna hop into really what racism is, since I keep talking about that's not racism. <laughs> Um, the conversation in society today, um, usually revolves around the confusion of prejudiced actions and words and actual racist actions and words, which is why it's hard to call out people for people, not even just people, people, movies, songs, artists are, I mean, like literally anything for being racist because sometimes that's not the case sometimes it's not actually racist it's prejudiced so the definition of racial prejudice is this is uh the definition that's described by three researchers in the 2010s journal article titled handbook of social psychology this it defines racial prejudice as irrational okay I literally, this sentence is so hard for me to say. I've, like, tried to film this, like, four times, and each time I record it, I fall on the sentence. So, y'all are going to have to deal with it. Um, racial prejudice is described as irrational, no, uh, that's not the word, as irrational or unjustifiable negative emotions or evaluations towards persons from other social groups, and it's primary determinant of discriminatory behavior acting on previously believed or learned ideas of how people in other groups act such as different races races oh my gosh why was that the hardest sentence for me to say ever okay let's break that down a little bit so irrational it's that's not a word irrational or unjustifiable negative emotions or evaluations towards a person. 
So we're going to do this with reverse racism. Quote, reverse racism. We're going to say white people can't dance. Okay. Have you heard that before? Probably. I say that about myself all the time because I can't dance. (laughs) But uh, that is a prejudice. That's a prejudice. That's not racist. Um, Because when we get into the definition of racism, defined by the author of the book, Speaking of Race, by Patricia Roberts Miller. uh, Great book, by the way. We're going to be referring back to that a lot because this book taught me so much about how to have a conversation about race. Uh, So that book is going to be a huge part of this podcast. I super recommend it. It's actually, it's like a little micro book. Like it's half the size of a real book and it's like a little hand, it legit is like a little handbook. It's so cute and it's a quick, easy read. I think I read it in like an hour, Uh, but I also made notes and stuff. So you could read it in less than that. Um, But the, hello, the definition of racism defined by Patricia in that book is um, first of all, assuming that race is defined as a physical difference of skin color. Racism is something, an act, system, policy, movie, etc. is racist to the extent that it appeals to or reinforces, either consciously or unconsciously, essentialized perceptions of racial groups in any way that strengthens existing political, economic, or cultural, cultural inequalities. So that's a definition that gets back. It it kind of like punches you a little bit. That one's like, that one, let's look at our target again. So that one got back to the target. We're going to the target and it's like the first ring outside of the, outside of the red. Um, I would like to add that prejudice plus power is racism. Prejudice without power is prejudice. And I'll explain that by saying we, as white people in America, have always been in power. And I know you're going to say, what about Barack Obama? Really? Anyways, um, Barack Obama did not, like, it's not just one president that has, uh, or you'll say Kamala Harris. No. It's not just one or two people of power that have determined the whole system. White people do have the power in America. Have always had the power in America. From coming here, first of all, we kicked out Native uh, Americans from their own land. That in itself is just an act of power. Because, hey, why not? We can do this and we're going to. And then white people enslaved black people and quite literally had them as, quote, property. And that's the worst. I hate using that word. And I hate that. Ew, it's so gross. But that, again, is a literal just show of power. White power. And ever since then, uh, Jim Crow laws, all the Jim Crow laws weren't even, uh, what's it called? Like, taken down until 1970. The latest Jim Crow laws were still, were still going. In 1970, 
Y'all, that's insane. That's not okay. Um, like, I'm laughing because I'm like, what? How did that even, like, we think, we think as white people, we think that America is this, like, Ugh. take a shot because I just yawned again. Um, But we think America is this like totally equal, like nobody experiences racism. If anything, it's the opposite because uh, everybody is so woke now and affirmative action and blah, 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 blah. No, that's not enough. And it won't be enough for a long time until a lot of people start changing a lot of things and we kind of destruct and reconstruct our whole system, everything about it, because white people hold the power. Um, so here's some examples of racial prejudice. If, if you feel the need that if somebody said something to you and you want to respond, that's racist. Think about it before you speak because some examples of prejudice racial prejudice are are this white people can't dance white people don't season their food well uh white people are care white moms are karens uh calling somebody a cracker so if if that if somebody says that to you and you want to respond back that's racist stop yourself real quick just like like stop Make the words go back into your mouth. Make them travel back up to your brain and then say, okay, is this really racist or is this just a hurtful comment that is prejudice? Because I am not all white people, such as one black person is not all black people. One Latin person is not all Latin people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We all know that. And so that is a prejudice. And so instead of you saying, hmm, you're racist, you have to kind of like in your brain make the gear like switch a little bit and you kind of have to call yourself out and be like, wait, that's not actually racist. I'm going to like turn the gear reverse. What? Turn the gear backwards? I don't know. I'm literally like doing the motion right now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to reverse that gear and be like, oh, wait, that's not racism. That's prejudice, which still is not okay and still hurtful. It can still be hurtful. It can still be, um, I mean, that's not okay, but it is not as hurtful as as proclaiming that it's racist because proclaiming that something's racist when it's really prejudice as a white person saying you're being racist to me that ultimately is hurtful to people of color and black people who suffer from real legit racism because it's like a downplay of their experiences um by me somebody calling me a cracker and um the disparity of black people versus white people in the prison system let's say that's not that's not the same you can't put those two on the same pedestal no those do not sit on the same no way so it does kind of take away from the experience of black people and people of color when you call something racist that's really not doesn't mean it's not hurtful doesn't mean that it's not mean doesn't mean that it they shouldn't have said it probably 
but it's not racist. Um, a good way to identify if something is actually like super racist, not super racist, but is if something is actually racist in the good terms of racism is asking yourself, who is this idea oppressing? So when somebody says to me, you're a cracker, who is that oppressing? Nobody. Because I'm going to go about my day and be like, haha, I just got called a cracker. Like what? That's not doing anything to me. That's not affecting the way I go about my day. That's not affecting experiences that I'm about to have during my day. You cannot oppress the oppressor. And as we talked about historically, white people are the oppressors. And even though right now we are coming to a more equalized society, uh, let me just point out that we are far from it. But America is moving towards that, which is great and awesome, and I'm happy for that. We still, as white people, suffer from the effects of being the oppressors. And I, you, uh, I don't, I don't like that I use the word suffer because we still benefit off the fact that we used to be the oppressors, and black people and people of color still suffer under the fact that we used to be the oppressors and they were the oppressed and that's just how the society was built and it's hard to you can't just like (laughs) like I can't just post this podcast and then everybody's gonna be like ah you're right let's change everything and everything's gonna be better no we can't make enough documentaries to just be like all right we're done with this this is like a legit fundamental thing that needs to be broken down in a cohesive way and you know I don't even know if that's ever going to happen because this is such a divisive topic I think divisive is going to be my favorite buzzword for this whole um (laughs) podcast so y'all gonna have to deal with it uh so when you feel yourself either wanting to call someone out for being racist or something or whatever it is really important to think before you speak um and so this kind of brings us to what y'all are probably waiting for is me saying that reverse racism is not real you cannot be racist to a white person no you cannot be racist to a white person you can't and if you're a white person who has been walking around and saying that when you have been like called like a mayo monkey or cracker or whatever that like stop stop yourself reverse racism is a myth white people may be experiencing racial prejudice but that's not racism and this is why i wanted to really clearly identify and give examples of racial prejudice because it's way easier to understand and not make comments uh quick-handedly like not be like oh racist um but instead be like okay i actually heard hannah say this and she's not like dumb (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of like take that gear and reverse it in your brain like i said and then kind of think it think it through Oh my gosh. At this point, y'all should be four shots deep. 
because I be on four times. So hopefully you are not driving. You should not be driving because y'all would be a little bit intoxicated. Um, all right, back to reverse racism. In order for something to be considered inherently racist, it comes with both prejudice and power in which people of color in America historically have not had and do not have. Um, from an article about reverse racism by Patiri Ira, it's called, or she says, bearing that in mind, just calling someone a Karen and saying a white person can't dance affect the rate at which they go to jail. Do these, do these statements make them subject to police brutality? Do they affect jobs and housing? No. And that was a really, to me, that was a super profound statement because it really put it all into words like, no, that doesn't, that's, that doesn't affect any of my life, any of my life in an important way. But racism does. Um, people of color do not hold the power to see their words systemically oppress white people in the way that white people have the power to systemically oppress people of color and black people. Um, people of color's hurtful words don't get to decide the terms of your existence or limit your opportunities. That, that it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. And it's easier for a white person to act on a racist idealation. Uh, that, that wasn't a word. It's easier for white people to act on a racist ideal because we first of all, hold this, like, we have all these white people around, usually, not always, but in my experience, I have all these white people around me, so I'm not really going to be challenged on this, and so if I said this, or if I said this action, and it eventually had a cause, um, for the person of color, uh, it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't be so, like, drastic for me. Like, that would just seem like, okay, like, this is just what happens. And an example of this that I had to face, it was actually super uncomfortable. Um, I had to face this in my TikTok comments, and I, I actually got, like, put in my place a little bit. And I saw this video, and immediately I was, like, enraged by it. I was like, no, like, blah, 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 this is not true. And then when I really, like, listened, I listened to the person who was explaining it, and reluctantly I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. He might be right. <laughs> but um, he was right. And he was talking about how white women are the most hurtful towards black men. And that's because as a white woman, I can accuse a black man of what I don't even know what domestic violence right and people's prejudices make people believe and this isn't even prejudice isn't only white people against all people everybody has prejudices so um prejudice so say a white cop comes to my door and I'm dating a black man and I'm mad at him and I want to accuse him of domestic violence even though he didn't do that. It's really easy for me as a white woman to convince a white cop 
that this black man who in society we have been like taught not not necessarily taught outwardly but unconsciously taught that black men are more violent or uh can't really control their temper as much like that's something that we have been kind of I don't know how to say it in the right way because I don't want to come off as sounding like I believe that because I don't I don't believe that but the way the media portrays um that that like this is what people think of and so if I were to get mad at my partner and I wanted him to get in trouble for it and he was a black man and I claimed uh sexual assault or domestic violence it's way 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 easier for a cop to believe me he's gonna be like okay and that also comes with um the justice system in general just the messed up all that stuff but the fact that i mean in the past emmett till everybody knows the story about emmett till and if you don't you need to Okay, so it turns out that I was just talking for a minute and didn't realize that the recording stopped. (laughs) So, I'm going to go back like a minute into what I was saying. And so, in 1955, Emmett Till was lynched because a white woman, first of all, Emmett Till was 14. This white woman accused him of grabbing her and menacing and sexually being sexually crude towards her she now came out and said that that was not true in her own words she said that but it was so easy for everybody in society to believe this white woman against this black boy This black kid, child, he's a child. Usually you want to side with a kid. You want to side with a child, but not in this case. This is, this is a white woman. This is a white woman. So whatever she says about, um, a black man, we're going to believe that. And we're going to lynch him because of these acts that didn't even happen. And that's where I finally realized like, oh yes, you're right. Like, it's really easy for white people, white women, to put black men, to put black women in a position of looking more violent because of what our society has taught us through, like, through minor, like, on TV, in music, um, on the news, what we see. And so... That is kind of where I want to leave it off, friends, is just basically I'm not claiming holier than thou because I have had to face this and be uncomfortable by it. And it's really important for us to remember the difference between racism and racial prejudice and why we can't be racist towards white people, why racism is not something that white people can claim um, the same way that 
people of color and black people can claim racism because their opportunities, their lives, their whole livelihoods are affected by racist actions. And as a white person, ours are not. And that's just the facts. There's tons and tons of research to back that up. I found it all over. And that if you don't agree, definitely leave me a question or a if you want to argue with me on my forum, go ahead. I will address it in the next episode because I do want to help everybody come to this understanding that I have come to have on like, okay, what's really racist and why is the word racist thrown around so much when it's not really happening? Okay, on that note... That was a deep one. I mean, they're all deep because this is a so- social justice issue. Um, but I am about to go. What am I going to do today? I guess I'll just end it off with something a little bit happier. Yawned again. So that should be your fifth shot, y'all. But yeah. I guess, I mean, go follow me on Instagram or TikTok if you like TikTok and you want to follow me, but I don't only post about this stuff, but I am really vocal on my other social medias about equal rights and when bills are passed and all that kind of stuff, I'll post it. So if you want to kind of keep up to date, then go ahead and follow me on that on Instagram mostly. And then I will see you guys in the next episode. Oh, I forgot. Oh, no, I almost forgot. The Black-owned business. So in the link, or it's going to be the last link. No, it'll be the first link, actually. In the description, I know for my Illinois friends and family, uh, the mask mandate is went back to what it was. Uh, before so I think you have to wear a mask everywhere even if you are vaccinated so you might have found yourself in a situation after you had thrown out your mask because you got vaccinated where you now need some more because uh it's mandated so if you do need more masks or if you want to you know make your mask collection prettier or bigger there is a whole storefront on Amazon devoted to Black-owned small businesses, and the link that I am putting should take you directly to Amazon um, Black-owned mask businesses, and they're super cute. So, y'all, go hit them up. They're $8 to $10, Um, and yeah, I mean, just if you're going to shop on Amazon for a mask, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just shop Black-owned anyways? It's just supporting supporting our brothers and sisters. So, everybody go do that. I can't believe I almost forgot that. I was so excited about it. Okay, on that note, I'm leaving, y'all. I hope you have a good day or night or afternoon or whatever, whenever you're listening to this. Thank you for listening to this. And I do want y'all to leave me some more uh, feedback. 
on the forum, please. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to hear if you agree with me or if you disagree with me. You don't have to leave your name. Um, so please let me know. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. God bless you.